This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. I want to jump straight into the reading of the Word of the Lord. We're going to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2. And uh, let me just kind of set things up for you this morning. We are in the fourth week of a series that we are calling The Way to Joy. The Way to Joy. And uh, we've enjoyed the first several weeks. If you, by chance, have not been able to be here for those, they're available for you on our app, Calvary FTW. You can download that. Uh, Matter of fact, some of you might even want to download it now because my sermon notes are always provided for you every single week. My sermon notes are provided for you to kind of follow along with me, Calvary FTW. But last week's and the previous week's message are available there, but they're also available online at calvaryftw.com. But we're in our fourth week of the series, The Way to Joy. And today my subtopic's going to be just these two words, and we're going to have fun with them in just a few moments as we get there. And those two words are cheer up, cheer up. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 8. This is lifted from the Christmas story, as we would know it as, the Christmas story. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Let's get started this morning. Thank you, Nathan. When What we've established in this series is that God is light. Everybody say, God is light. We've established in the early portion of our series that God is light and in Him there is no darkness. Last Sunday, we established that God is love. Everyone say, God is love. Well, today, I'm wanting to just add one final portion to the, to the what the God is moments are in this series. And I've, I've learned from the Gospel of John, chapter number 15, that God is joy. He is light, and in Him there is no darkness. He is love. So the Bible says in 1 John, if you're claiming that you have love in your heart, but not the love of God, that really isn't love. But today we're looking at God is joy. And I'm going to John 15, verse number 9. Again, this is, uh, this is provided for you in our sermon notes. John 15 and verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments, I remain in His. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. I think scriptures like this is where the inspiration for the Christmas carol that we heard earlier today Uh, joy to the world. I think these portions of the scripture really is where that song came from because in the beginning of the chorus it says, joy to the world, the Lord is come. But then it says two powerful statements, let earth, let, let all of us, let earth receive 
our king. And then it says, make sure you prepare room in your heart for him. Well, this verse that I just read out of John 15, I want to give you two quick little truths that are established in that portion of scripture. The first of which is the order, the order of joy. I've been in this series called The The Way to Joy, and there's an order to it. The Bible says that he will give you his joy. So just for kicks, we're going to imagine something being poured out from above us. That's just kind of a symbol. uh, It's just a reference point for you to get the visual. Imagine something being poured out above. His joy will come upon us. And then the Bible says once that happens, our joy will will be overflowing. In other words, joy cometh from God, and once we receive it, then we overflow in our joy. So there's an order to it. You'll never be able to be filled to fullness with joy unless you receive the joy from above. The second little thing I want to share with you that I find most amazing, and this is where we're going to spend most of our time today. If you understand uh, the story of Jesus, the story of Jesus goes like this, a, a quick summary. He was born of a virgin. He lived a normal human being's life, which is really difficult for us to wrap our brains around, because he was fully God and fully man, but but he he never sinned. You know, I know I've sinned, and and I've, I have made really bad choices and mistakes in my life. And I didn't need the Bible to tell me I was a sinner. I knew I was a sinner. But Jesus, as human as he was, he never sinned. But yet he was fully human. But because of being God and, and him born when the, when the Holy Spirit was overshadowing Mary, because of that virgin birth, which ch- game changer, right? He never committed the sins that I have. This is what's interesting about the story of Jesus. He goes from that childhood span of time. When he gets into his 30s, he enters into his earthly ministry. And it was in his earthly ministry that we see all of God. We see a lot of human side of him when he's young. But now in his ministry, he's, he's like God. And it's beautiful because he's performing miracles that human beings couldn't do outside of being filled with God's spirit. And then he does the ultimate thing. He dies on the cross for you and for me. And then it gets good because after he's died and they bury him, he's resurrected. In the Christian faith, we celebrate that known as Easter, the resurrection of Jesus. So Christmas, we celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus. We witness in scripture him as a human And then we witness him operating as God. And then we see the supernatural because he's resurrected. I tell you all that because of this. This scripture concerning that he's going to give you joy. And that your joy is going to be uh, fulfilled. It's literally happening the day before he dies on the cross. And it's mind-blowing. Why would Jesus take time to teach on a subject like joy... When he's about to die. Seriously. This is, if I know that I've got like to drive to Dallas the next day, I can't talk about being happy. (laughs) 
If I know, you know what I'm saying? If I know that my tomorrow has a few things on the schedule that I'm just dreading, right? Too much paperwork. If I've got this meeting or that meeting that I really don't want to go to, it's hard for me to be happy the day before. Jesus is not facing traffic. He's facing the cross. But yet he takes time and he teaches, he teaches his followers about joy. He says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill you with joy, and you're going to be full of joy as well. Very interesting. Well, this is why I think this has happened. Because Jesus always ties himself to joy. Luke 2 that we just read from in the very beginning when I started, it says that when Jesus comes, when he's born, a, a, the baby Jesus, it's going to bring good, good tidings of joy. It's a joyful occasion. Jesus is always connected to joy. Always. Well, if that's the case, I think there's a few other things that should be connected to joy. If I'm a Christian and I'm a believer and he's tied to joy, then I think these things should be tied to joy. I think church should be tied to joy. Now, I didn't grow up that way. I grew up in church where you had to be quiet. You had to sit still. You, I used to get, you know what? I used to get in trouble in church. Me? Imagine that, right? I just told you I had to be quiet and sit still. That's tough for me. Anybody ever grow up in an environment in church where you just couldn't breathe and you couldn't move and you couldn't laugh? God forbid you smile. Well, I, I told this little story in the, in the first service this morning. And, and before this service started, my dad has already been told that I told this story. The church I grew up in in southwest Louisiana, it wasn't built like this. It was more straight and long. And it had several sections, but it was, it was more, it was long more than wide. And all of us students, all of us kids, we sat on the far right side by the brick wall. And, and man, you know, you just, you just weren't allowed to really have fun in church. Church was serious. Everybody say, get serious. Yeah. Church was serious because God is serious. Now that I've made that point. It's serious. And you know, I was sitting in church one day as a, I don't know, maybe 12 or 13. And I thought, man, this is, this is boring. This is boring. And I started like cutting up. And I started cracking jokes and we started laughing and cutting up. And I found out that's not what you're supposed to do in church. Because way over on the other side was my dad. And I knew he was looking at me. Without me even looking at him, I knew I could feel the heat. And I could smell the flames. And at some point, I messed up and I looked. And he said, and I did what every smart kid does. What? And the next thing I know, the next thing I know, that dude is up, man. He's up. And I'm thinking, sit down. <laughs> no, he's up. And I'm thinking, it's impossible. There's no way that he's coming over here. Not in front of my friends. He, there's no way. There's no way he's coming over here. Not only did he come over, he didn't even go to the back. 
sensible people go to the back. No, that brother stands right up in front of the whole church just daring somebody to say something. He comes right down to the front, even looks at the preacher. And it's obvious the preacher's on his side and not mine. He gives the preacher the nod. The preacher gives him the nod because church is serious. God is serious. And I'm over there like 13 thinking this is boring. We're cutting jokes. We're making fun of sister so-and-so. And we're making fun of brother so-and-so. And we're just thinking everything's funny, right? And that dude came over to me and grabbed me, picked me up, walked me in front of all my friends, walked me back in front of the preacher. And the preacher goes... And he goes and sits me down right between him and my mom. And I am just shamed, man. Well, I determined. Listen, when God called me to preach at 15, 15 years old. What is up with God calling me at 15? Those are supposed to be the years you really have fun. God calls me at 15. And I'm like, listen, if you're calling me to do what that guy stood up there and did, you got the wrong cat. Because church should be fun. shouldn't be boring and dry. So I've just determined myself, man, if Jesus is full of joy, and if Christians should be full of joy, why can't church be different? So if you've ever been here before, you'll know that we love to laugh, we love to cut up and have fun. Now, you know, we never try to cross that line to disrespectful. We like to enjoy it, though, because, hey, guys, if time, if I could put time in my pocket like money, and if I could take it out and spend it in this life, why would I want to waste all my time being miserable and down and bummed out and serious? There's enough things in this life that are serious, man. Our faith should be joyful. I think family should be joyful. Listen, I know what I'm talking about because I'm just like you. Yes, I'm a preacher, but I'm a human being, dude. And all of us are about to hit Christmas with all of our friends and our family. We're going to be, we're, listen, somebody's going to show up late. And your mom's going to get upset. Your sister is going to get upset. Your dad's going to, the ham is burning. Listen, families should be joyful. Somebody's going to show up. Wanting a gift without bringing one. <laughs> Somebody is going to want to watch football instead of sit around telling stories from the 80s. And the next thing you know, you're going to have these family dynamics that begin to just this and that. And they're gonna, somebody's going to say, hey, where's Junior? He's on the back porch. Why is he out there? He's upset. With who? Sally. Why is he upset with Sally? Sally didn't bring him a gift this year. And the next thing you know, we got family drama going on at Christmas when Christmas should be joyful. Let me give you one more. I think life should be joyful. Man, if you're going to live for Jesus, and if Jesus is joy, if, if he's pouring that joy stuff out and I'm receiving it, then my life should be joyful. Now, you ask, why did Jesus teach about this the day, that he, the day before he was going to die? Guys, this is so good I couldn't make it up. This is the Bible. Are you ready for this? John 15 is 24 hours before Jesus dies. So we go to John 16, and John 16 says these words. He says, I've told all of you, my disciples, he's hanging out with them. He says, I've told you all this. 
because I want you to have peace in your heart and peace in your mind. Here on earth, why don't we just say one thing out loud together? Everybody say, here on earth. This is so critical that you get this. This is big time stuff. Here on earth, Jesus says, get ready. Here on earth, you're going to have trials and you're going to have sorrows. And I can say amen to that. I've been in hospitals this week. I've visited the people in the hospitals this week that are connected to our church. I w I'm not sure what their Christmas is looking like. There's one gentleman in our church that I'm telling you the love of God came over me last week. And I don't, I haven't, I don't even know why I did it. I picked up the phone and I called him. I talked to him. And now I know why. Because two days ago he suffered a major stroke. And, and last week I'm thinking, why am I so compelled to call him? He's in his 80s. And, and I, I didn't know why, but I just spent time with him and, and listened to his stories and laughed. And, and now he's at Harris downtown. Life, guys, listen, life, it's going to bring you trials. Life's going to bring you sorrows. Some of you are without work, and it's Christmas. Some of you are going through divorce, and it's Christmas. Some of you are, are you're not sure what 2018 holds because of the doctor's report. Guys, life isn't fair. But this is what Jesus said. I'm about to go to the cross. And all of the people that loved him, were they were just frantic. What are we going to do? He's the guy that makes water into wine. He's the guy that takes fish and bread and feeds 5,000 people. He's the guy that made Lazarus come to back to life. He's going to go to the cross? What are we going to do? And he tells them, get ready. You're going to have a lot of problems. You're going to have a lot of stress. And does that sound encouraging, right? But then he comes and he tells them these two words. It's the two words I told you I'm going to preach about. He says, get ready. You're going to have a lot of sorrows and trials. But cheer up. I wasn't even there and I'm confused at this point. You just told me that we're going to have bankruptcy. We're going to have cancer. We're going to have political upheaval. We're going to have racism. And you want me to cheer up? What's there to be cheered up about? It sounds like you're leaving with a whole bunch of mess that we have to deal with. And he goes, it's true. Cheer up. <laughs> and it doesn't say this in the Bible, but in my mind I heard him say, cheer up, my brother. And it's not brother. It's brother. Cheer up, my brother. And I can totally see Thomas and John and Matthew going, he just called us brother. I don't understand why he's so happy. He's going to the cross. He's leaving us to deal with all this. And he's telling me to cheer up. And then, hey everybody, Merry Christmas. He says, cheer up because I've overcome the world. Listen, that's all right. Go ahead, clap your hands. That's cool. Yes, you got sorrows. Yes, you got trials. Yes, you got a lot of bad things you're going to have to deal with. But cheer up. Because I've overcome all that for you. All you have to do is hang on long enough to get through it. I've already defeated it. You just got to go through it. I've already conquered it. You just have to go through it. Everybody say it out loud with me. Cheer up. We forgot my brother. Say cheer up, my brother. We can't leave the, my brother out. Cheer up, my brother. Here's the big disconnect, and I'm about done this morning. Some of you struggle even saying the words cheer up because you've made the mistake of misunderstanding joy. 
You've confused joy for happiness. You think to yourself right now, the only way I can be happy is if certain things happen for me. If I get a raise, I'll cheer up. If so-and-so buys me a gift this year, I'll cheer up. You let me drive that cool truck parked outside, I'll cheer up. Well, you're confusing joy for happy. Here's the difference. Happy is when things are happening good for you. But man, not everything happens good. Not everything that happens is fun. Joy is not connected to your circumstances. Happiness, man, it's connected to your circumstances. There's days I'm just not happy. But joy is connected to me choosing Jesus. If you weren't here last Sunday, I must say, the guy that preached last Sunday preached a fabulous message. You need to go hear it. Because if you're looking for confidence in Christ, it comes in settling the issue that He is Lord and that you are saved. If you know He's Lord and that if you know you're saved, it doesn't matter what trials and sorrows come. You got the joy. Here's a definition of joy. A positive confidence that we can possess by knowing and trusting God. Regardless of circumstances. There's a little couple here today. They weren't here in the first service and I wasn't sure if I was going to see them in this service. Friday. Friday I was at the hospital. Hughley. Praying for a friend of mine. That's got cancer all through her body. How can a woman laying flat on her back at Hughley Hospital with cancer all through her body, confirmed through her body, how can she be full of a smile and encouraging words to others? It's because her joy is not connected to her circumstances. And I was surprised today when I was at the front door to welcome Linda Johnson into this service I'm glad you're out of the hospital today, Linda. And I'm glad you're here. Here's the secret, everyone. Don't try to be happy. Live with joy. Let me close with this. This is what's mind-blowing. This is what's mind-blowing. He's about to go to the cross. You got to get this. He's on his way to die. And Hebrews 12 and 2 says... Jesus, the champion, who initiates and perfects our faith. Listen. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Hebrews 12 and 2. I'm going to work this for you just for a moment. He's on his way to the cross. And because of the joy awaiting him on the other side of the cross, he endured the cross to get to the joy. The joy of the resurrection. I speak this blessing over, to, over you today. I know you have your own version of the cross. 
Maybe your marriage is rocky in this Christmas season. Maybe your finances are really out of whack this Christmas season. Maybe you're having problems with your kids or maybe you're having problems at work. If you'll know what's on the other side of that cross, if you'll endure it and press through it with faith, you too, you too will enjoy the joy on the other side. So whatever the addiction is you're working through, whatever the, whatever the problems you're seeking counseling for, just endure it. Hold on by faith because on the other side of it is the joy, the joy of the Lord. Cheer up, my brother. You can make this. You can endure this. And as our musicians and worship team come back real quick, I'm going to give you my Christmas gift to you today. It would be impossible for me to go and buy something for everybody. I'd probably get the size wrong. I'd get the color wrong. You would want the return receipt. So instead of me trying to buy you something, I chose to give you something from heaven. I'm fixing to give you from scripture two steps to cheering up. <laughs> Turn to the one next to you and tell him you need to hear this. Now, now turn to your second option of person and say, you need to hear it too. So imagine this as a gift tied up tight with a pretty Christmas boat. Two steps to cheering up. If you're down, if you know anybody that's down, here's your gift to cheering up. Number one. Just two quick things. Number one, you have to confess that you need joy. You're never going to cheer up if you don't think you need to. I've seen this in my own house. Never with Denora. Never with Denora. Ever. Ever with Denora. It's typically me. I'll, I'll own this. You need to get in a better mood. I am in a good mood. You need to lighten up. I'm, I'm about to get lit up. You need to chill. I'm hot. <laughs> if you don't think you need joy, probably never going to happen. If you'll ever get to the place that you confess, and let me help somebody out. This word confess is not near as scary as some think. You don't need a confessional booth. You don't need a, 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 an appointment with a priest. Let me help you with the word confession. Confession is simply agreeing with God with what he already knows. If you'll confess that you need joy, if you'll own it, if you'll come clean with it, I need joy. If you'll get to that point, that's your first step. How do I know that you need to know? Well, Mark chapter 2 verse 17 says this. Jesus told everyone around, he said, hey, healthy people don't need a doctor. Did you catch that? Jesus said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. And I've come not, not to call on those that think they are righteous. We'll use the word right. I didn't come to minister to those that think they're right. I didn't come to those that think they've got it all together. He then says, but I've come to those who know they are sinners. If you'll confess that you need joy, Merry Christmas. Jesus brought joy. 
Second gift I give you. Can you believe that? I'm giving you two gifts. Second gift. Spend time with God. I didn't say church. I'd love for you to come to church. But a lot of people are confused. Church don't save people. Jesus saves people. Once you confess you need him, spend time with him. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Psalms 22 and 3, God inhabits the praises of his people. But one of the best things you'll ever hear today before I take my seat, Psalms 3 and 3. You know why Jesus came? Psalms 3 and 3. Oh Lord, you are a shield for me. You're my glory. You are the, watch the visual, you're the lifter of my head. You're telling me to cheer up, my brother. Cheer up. Confess you need my joy. Spend time with me. I'll lift your head. I've asked for this particular song at this particular time. If you're wondering why Jesus came and who he came for, this song is going to tell you these lyrics. Jesus came for the unclean, the unholy, the broken, and the unworthy. Jesus came for the wounded, hurting, lost, and lonely. Jesus came for the outcast, defeated, weary, and weak. I'm going to ask Adam to step up and lead us in this today. And as soon as they're done, I'm going to return. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to the word of the Lord. Merry Christmas.
all stand with me this morning. I've asked our prayer partners to join me in the front today. Before I dismiss you, I want you to know you're in a welcoming house of worship today. I'm not sure of what your faith background or possibly your church background experience is. But this house represents the grace of Jesus Christ. We're not a house of judgment. We're not a house of legalism. Jesus is not looking for perfection. Let me set somebody free today. I'm not sure who it is, but I feel the Holy Spirit speaking through me. You never have to get good to get God. That's why Jesus came. Merry Christmas. Jesus came to be the good. To give you the freedom to get God. If you wonder why Jesus came, he came to do what you can't do. The only thing he asks in exchange is for your confession, your repentant heart, your sincere faith to believe in the grace of Jesus Christ. I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate Christmas if I were you here today away from Jesus. If you're unsure of where you stand, I could not think of a better way for me to give you a Christmas gift than giving you an opportunity to come into a relationship with Jesus. Every eye closed and every head bowed. I'm going to ask you to respond to the word of the Lord this morning and do so by taking a step of courage and faith and coming and allowing a prayer partner to introduce you to Jesus. Not the little baby in the manger, but the Savior, Christ the Lord. At this very moment, if you're feeling compelled, if you feel something in your heart stirring, and you're ready to make a step to Jesus and have Him as your Lord and Savior, won't you come? Won't you come and give your life to Jesus on a Christmas Eve service? It'll change everything. Your past can be forgiven. Your future can be secured. All because of the love of Jesus Christ. Let me pray over you, and I need you to come now. You ready? Here we go, everybody. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. Every song and every word spoken has played a role into this very moment. There are people here today, Lord, that need you. There are people here today, God, that want to take you up on the greatest gift ever given, and that's the gift of eternal life. Forgive these, restore these, and redeem the same. I pray all of this in Jesus' name, and let everybody say a big amen. I'm going to ask our worship team to sing this one more time through. Prayer partners are here. This area is open for your prayer time as well. If you have anything going on in your life that you just want to take to Jesus in prayer, this is why we're here today. Make sure you pick your children up. They're going to be lonely if you don't. Pick them up. Come back. Take a Christmas photo. Tag me on social media. I want to be a part of your Christmas this year. I love you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. The altar is open. God bless you as you come. The altar is available. Come for prayer. Come for prayer. Come for prayer. God bless you. God bless you. Come for prayer.